know what I just realized I could do for the podcast? <laughs> Was that Earth <Yeah>. Song? <laughs> doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case loving you. Hello and welcome to I Hate Doctor Who. Um, a podcast where I get people who hate Doctor Who to watch Doctor Who, which is probably makes it one of the most obnoxious podcasts going. Um, my name is Richie. So why not say hello to my guests, Owen. Hello. Gavin. Hello. And Sean. Hello. Sean. Hi, guys. How's it going? Um, right, I have so far subjected you to quite a lot of Doctor Who at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. How come? I'm I'm quite I'm actually quite sorry. <laughs> I think I had a moment when you when you asked us on again. Mm-hmm. I laughed at the like, and I was just even just thinking about it. I was laughing. It's really funny what this podcast has become. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't. There's a lot of rules and lore around this show now. Yeah, that I know. Have sprung up. <laughs> That I love. When you think about what this show is supposed to be and what's happened, that's quite funny. <laughs> we need to give some full disclosure as well because um, we were meant to record on Monday and I watched it on Sunday in a panic while also being really, really hungover and drinking a litre of chocolate milk. Oh, wow. So it was. Oh, chocolate so you, 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 <laughs> Yeah. So it was a comfort show for me. You'll have a good perspective on it then. Yeah, um, yeah no, I mean, yeah, for those that don't know, this podcast is meant to be, be me taking an, a new guest every episode and finding an episode for them. Um, but it hasn't quite worked out like that. I mean, that's well, a great gonna, idea. It is a that's great a, idea. That's a really good idea for a it show. Is, it is a good idea. That's it. Imagine this. Oh, I'm on Doctor Who. We're going to look at, you know, the... Fucking! I try to think of the name of a Doctor Who episode that what we haven't done already, but I can't. Join me, in space. Jo- join me in the greatest show in the galaxy. Me and Scrooby as Pip. <laughs> <laughs> join join me and her from Girls Aloud. Do you know? I actually, I've asked. I asked a couple of people. I, I literally have asked a couple of people, and I've had. I've had so far. I've had two. Oh man, I'm really busy. <laughs> Which is all the time. Did you explain to them that if they don't come on, that guest cast will do another <laughs> guest episode, and you can't let that happen? Is that why we're here? Happen. The best thing was is is is, um, is I was meant to record one back in March, I think, and then like I said, oh, I'm going to be recording one soon, and you guys all just <laughs> so quickly got together and recorded your own episode because <laughs> you were worried I was going to get it out before. Yeah, I don't know why we were worried, but we were a little bit. I, uh, the turnaround on that podcast was nothing short of incredible. Yeah, it's never been that seamless a process. And of course, the best thing is, is like once you've put one out and then it becomes the latest episode, anytime someone goes to the podcast and goes, I'll just stick on whatever the last one was. And it's, and it's used, and I'm not even in it. Well, whose fault's that? It's, no, yeah. it's, it's completely, completely my own fault. Try, try but, to keep your podcast alive. 
Well, I'm, I'm, I, I don't mind repeating because I'm just glad to be back because it's now I've watched two it's your Doctor Who things. I've watched two Doctor Who things, and I was it was great. I was excited to see like what's another you know the, the universe. They're, he's going everywhere, mm-hmm. um, and I'm glad that both of them have been like a bit of grass by the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that it's that, how do you feel Sean knowing that you've been on more episodes now than Richie has uh, um, yeah honoured that's are you looking forward are you looking forward to finding out about the and space machine part of time and space machine yeah that would be nice actually like you could convince me that um from what I've seen so far, that he goes to the same place in different times. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the premise of the show. As far as Sean's concerned, the TARDIS might as well be a little boat. <laughs> I wonder where the TARDIS will take us next. It must be 1066. Oh, Morning, Father. What is it you're doing here? Hmm? What are you up to? The monk's got a TARDIS. We're about to have a Viking invasion, and very soon. So that's it. You're a time meddler. The whole course of history changed in one single swoop. By wiping out the Viking fleet. Why would he want to? He wants to destroy the whole pattern of world history. <laughs> he won't listen. He's determined to have his own way. It's got to be stopped. He must be stopped. But I just thought, I just thought, you know, let's just do one, and it'll be good fun. And I was gonna, I was gonna give you because we talked about how I was always giving you like seventies ones, mm-hmm. like I was giving you the the, the absolute faves, and uh, that you did throw down the challenge of like let's do some eighties hit as well. And I was, I was gonna hit you with an eighties one, but then I went to like a cinema screening of an episode that's about to come out in Blu-ray, and it was this one. And I was like, God, this is really good. I might do this one. And it's uh, a perfect opportunity to boast about having attended that screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So wait, no, 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 right. no. Sorry, this isn't even adding up then. Mm-hmm. I'm missing something here because so you went to see this in the cinema. Yeah. Right, and obviously tastes are different, you know, subjective. This is good. I'll make other people watch it. Yes. But the what, what was the episode you chose? The Time Meddler. Yeah, no, that's the one we watched. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. that doesn't add up because like I've watched the Time Meddler now, and that wouldn't be shown in a cinema. <laughs> no, I mean you're right. No, not with people showing up anyway. I mean, yeah, maybe to test maybe, the fucking projector or something. Yeah, maybe it could have come on by mistake. <laughs> a genuine accident? I would. I would. I'd be fine with that. I had been, I had, to be honest, I had been thinking there was a, there's a lot of like first and second Doctor stories that yeah. I thought would be good to show you, but they're all like so many of them are like eight, ten parts. And I was like, I just couldn't, I couldn't do that to them. That's nice. Then, I, I, the DVD you gave me. By the way, Richie <laughs> bought me a DVD of this, which was nice. I'm gonna treasure it. Because um, it said the uh, on, on the cover, it says the the. The man, what's his name, who played Doctor Who in this? William Hartnell. Uh, yeah, 
the him years and then yes. his years and I thought that was that that being on the box I thought that meant that this DVD was this is the collection of oh god no all is it. so I was like god he's only on four like little bits <laughs> so I the whole time I was waiting for him to turn into the next <laughs> and like when it was like two minutes to go and I was kind of going what's going to happen to him instead you got four episodes of people farting around in some fake woods <laughs> oh, sorry, it was sorry, very sorry. it was very kind of Richie to bias those DVDs which now that the Blu-ray is out are worthless <laughs> I did say to you I don't, I, I'm not going to be offended if you charity shop them because obviously I don't they won't, I didn't no but the charity shop will be <laughs> <laughs> but I mean so, you tell me people listening obviously oh, we'll send that to guys I've bought all the DVDs I'll send one out to Owen I'll send one to Sean Gavin you can just Brett box it Oh, can I? If oh, you Kenna? would like to, if 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 you listener would like to win my copy, Sean's copy of Rich of Who signed, of no less, Doctor Who, whatever, donate Richie one thousand pounds right now. <laughs> but you can have mine for five hundred. <laughs> so, like I said, we're doing the time meddler. I'll do some stats. So the time meddler is from series two of Doctor Who. So it's quite early on. Episodes, this is what got me, like episodes 36 to 39 of series two. Of how many episodes in a series? Well, they were the last four, so that's 39 episodes in a series. So that's 39 weeks of the year it was on, basically. It was on from the 3rd to the 24th of July, 1965. It's the ninth story in series two, but it's the 17th story overall. And it was written by... Dennis Spooner. There you go. I don't know why. Good man, like, yep. <laughs> Old Spoony. I like Good though man. as you as you ream off this fact file. Mm-hmm. That's like the listeners who like Doctor Who thinking, oh, finally it's cooking. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I was the just about to turn it off. Oh, <laughs> you're still here, are you? Good. So okay, so we're going for the first Doctor, Gavin. What were your expectations? Uh, I think because now I've been tempered by a lot of Tom Baker and uh, Tales of the Unexpected and other 70s stuff that takes, I know this isn't 70s, but to take a slower approach Mm -hmm. to storytelling, I'm more used to it now. I've come to the point where I actually quite enjoy it. So I was like, yeah, I'll give it, I'll give, plan to give it another try. You know, your, your mood changes on these things quite often, I feel. You've got to be in the right mood for it and you go, you sit down. Let's give it a chance. Let's give this Doctor Who a chance. <laughs> okay, I'll move to Owen. What was your expectations? I, I really didn't know what to expect, but I was looking forward to finding out what it was like because I I had no idea. I had no idea what the Doctor acted like. I, I suppose I was expecting it to be, uh, like, to feel completely at odds with what, came later mm-hmm. i just assumed it was going to be like oh you know like all the rules are going to seem wrong mm-hmm. you know retroactively wrong like the way you watch like even the original star wars yeah. now feels completely at odds with everything that came after even though it wasn't mm-hmm. that long but yeah i didn't i didn't expect it to seem so like it feels like all the stuff is kind of there yeah. already. Yeah, and I know yeah. it's not the first episode or anything, but it just goes to show how much they've 
stuck with it and I uh, like I said I was looking forward to seeing how the doctor acted because uh, I'd only ever seen pictures of him never heard him speak and uh, I didn't imagine he was going to be wacky right so I was yeah, I was curious to see. His, his wackiness still this. takes me by surprise. I think I just see an old man. I'm like, oh, I bet he's going to be mad grumpy. Which obviously he's got, is. A, little, he's got a little leprechaun laugh. Kind of, he, he just kind of <laughs> teases away. Yeah, he's a little impish. He's, yeah. he's got, he's, he's got, yeah, he's got a loveliness, but he's also still got a bit of, you know, he's still quite stern. Well, he look it just visually. He looks like he's going to be the sternest guy. So when he has a bit of fun, it really does seem like, oh, <laughs> I am charmed. I am charmed by this. That's nice. That's nice. What about you, Sean? Did you have any expectations? I don't. Ha- I honestly have no answer for this. <laughs> I didn't expect. <laughs> no, that's okay. I, I know. Is that, I show, is that showing up? Is that DVD? I, I did. I was expecting it to be in in uh, in color. You <laughs> couldn't even so, do that. That was the first big letdown. Yeah. Oh God! So when it no, started, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I came into this with absolutely no. I, I haven't a notion. Or respect. Or respect. So. Uh, okay. I guess uh, it's, I'll be interested to hear your take on it because you know less of the lore than say Gavin Owen do. Mm. Quite knowledgeable. Well, it seemed. I mean, it it seemed (laughs) fairly consistent with the last thing we watched. I mean, I don't. There's an assistant character, and there's Doctor Who. There's a monk. uh, They go and they go to a new place (laughs) by the sea. Something's up, and there's water. (laughs) (laughs) They row up to the latest place. So I know that those are the three things: like assistant, Doctor Who, and being by the seaside. I like. (laughs) generally <laughs> so this this was kind of the first time that um that it was almost entirely new cast because we'd had a the way that it started the first episode was the doctor and his granddaughter and then her two teachers end up in the tardis with them granddaughter leaves first and then the teachers when they see, get the opportunity to go back home basically when the tardis lands in the right place they're like we're here we're gonna go now. Bye. I'm sorry. Did I hear right? The doctor's granddaughter. Yeah, yeah. The first episode is the doctor and his granddaughter, Susan. Gallifrey who, and granddaughter. Who he fucking abandoned? Susan. Sorry. Who? <laughs> <laughs> um, who he abandons at the end of the Dalek invasion of Earth mm. for some reason. Um, <laughs> A very odd thing, like in terms of because. I feel like modern day who mm-hmm. um, the companions they're going on these adventures that to be fair put the scale of what happens in the older shows to shame mm-hmm. the sights you see the things you do are so much more uh, extreme and the life you live is a life of sheer excitement the entire time so when someone decides they want to leave you're like oh shit really you want to go <laughs> you want to leave this but back then in the original, like in the sixties and seventies, Doctor Who's, where they're just like, you know, getting attacked by the Saxons. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, can I can I go? This is actually really dangerous. It's raining it's, loads. It's not actually <laughs> that far from the beach where I live, so I'm, I'm not just, getting the most out of this. 
I really because when you said time and space machine I was really banking on that and space and so far (laughs) (laughs) we've been in between like in a middle to northern England and I'd really try just somewhere else (laughs) there was I I really liked the bit when he got out of the TARDIS and had a look around and was like ah England as if to like (laughs) he was surprised Wow, we. Breathe it in again. (laughs) England. So basically, up to this point, your stories had either been like, they kind of went, they tended to be either historical, where it was like you're in the past, you're on adventures in history, or like sci fi, where you're like fighting the Daleks, basically. Mm. And this was kind of their first crossover over the two now obviously these days you can't have a you can't go into the past without there being some sort of alien or robot turning up obviously do you think they ruined it <laughs> i'm sure somebody thought that <laughs> there will have been somebody was saying to me i was talking to someone recently about how like how you had the first episode of doctor who and in the second episode they end up hanging out with a bunch of cavemen and there's literally a letter I think somebody said there was a letter in the Radio Times or something about someone saying, I really liked it last week, but it's not... This this week it's stuff for the cavemen and everything. So literally by week two, there's people going, it's not as, not good, as, it used not to as be. good as it used to be, you know? That's amazing. So the, the original Doctor Who was kind of like a 50-50 split between almost educational, like here's stuff yeah. in the past, factual mm-hmm. based, and... Uh, just all made up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you got to keep. You got to keep the obviously because obviously after the 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 Daleks became massive, um, they just had to sort of pry them in as often as they could. Do you think, uh, like knowing what it used to be, that the actual reason for the Daleks' popularity was not their inherent appeal, but <laughs> oh, great. We're not learning anything this <laughs> yeah, week. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say. I like. I like these ones because uh, the, the I'm doctor, not. I'm not being told what to think. And the doctor <laughs> steps out and he's like, oh, "What? What's happening?" Oh, Ten sixty-six. Yes. Yes. And I'm like, "Oh, f- fuck off, mate!" <laughs> <laughs> a fucking a fucking Dalek better roll around the corner right now <laughs> with a Viking helmet on. Or it's true that like I know it took a little bit of stick for saying this, and the last time we were talking about how. Things like dates, like the mag, knowing when the Magna Carta was signed, knowing mm-hmm. when the Battle of Hastings was, whatever, anything like that. It is all very much. That's that's all there was back then. That's all they had to entertain them was in between episodes <laughs> no, of Doctor Who, learning fucking dates and reciting them in school. That's all they had. But everybody loves ten sixty six because it's a really easy year to remember. Not for the Doctor. It took him a while. <laughs> it took him a few questions to, to get to that. Yes or no. What happened in 1066? Uh, the Battle of Hastings. What was that? Um, William the Conqueror. Who? Well, basically... <laughs> Speak assume, up, assume I don't know what happened no, in you 1066. You know what? It's one of those things where it's like, I, I, I came up with the big words there. Everyone remembers the year. Yep. Is, it not when, um, is it not when the king got the arrow through the eye? Is that that one? But that's the, the thing, back then, all everyone would have known what that was. Everyone would know the detail of it. <laughs> now, But the only reason anyone learned any of that was to win a pub quiz. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you are, young man. What do you think of that now, eh? A Viking helmet. Uh, maybe. 
What do you mean, maybe? What do you think it is, a space helmet for a cow? Do you know, I've watched this story three times in the last year. But, but obviously because I had to go, I, had, I went to see it in the cinema, and then doing this, I thought, well, better. They're watching it. Imagine I didn't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> but what you're saying, that doesn't really add up, Richie, because why would you watch it again a third time? What do you mean? You said you watched it three times. Yeah. Oh, so I watched it last Christmas. And then when it was on at the BFI, I was like, oh, right, okay, right. I'm going to go and see it. And then I had to watch it again for for this. Oh, speaking of which, should we mention going to see the Doctor Who's, Doctor Who's in the cinema? Yes. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we went we to see the Doctor two Dalek Who films. Doctor Who Newsbeat. <laughs> we went to see the, the, the two Dalek films in a double bill in the most roasting cinema. You know the best thing? It was like brutally warm, really bad. And we sat through the two films, so that's about three hours. And at around about two hours 45, Gav had had enough and went out to the bar. And the guy said, what's the temp to get some water? And the Mm -hmm. guy went, what's the temperature like in there? And Gav was like, it's really, really bad. Mm -hmm. And what did the guy say to you, Gav? Oh, I'll go and maybe see about putting the uh, the old air conditioning on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like you fucker don't don't you dare we're literally in the middle of a heat wave yeah <laughs> sitting in a packed out cinema oh, mate, mate, go and, mate go and see about putting that on just a big switch next to them yeah. there you go oh, that, was, that was set to off that'll be that'll be very comfortable in 15 minutes time <laughs> yeah, a Richie nice managed. big cold gust to blow everyone out into the <laughs> <laughs> all the rappers and popcorn getting pushed out <laughs> but still not Richie managed to convince me over these course of this this show has convinced me that I would like to go and see Doctor Who in the cinema and I did the, well of course the mad thing about those Doctor Who films is that they're, they're just they're remakes of episodes mm-hmm. the two films are like remakes of episodes but they kind of have a slightly different take on the character, so he's he's literally just an old man inventor. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I liked invented. all the, the the graphics and stuff, and all the music was it great. Was good, and yeah. yeah, it's like kind of like Austin Powers yeah. uh, <laughs> levels of graphics and all. Yeah, like I enjoyed it. A bit like Austin Powers. A bit like Austin Powers. <laughs> I love the time machine in Austin Paris. Can we talk about Austin Paris? <laughs> you know the Austin, like with the swirl, and they run into it, and like that's just great stuff. And funny. when they freeze and then spin, great. So what? that was the Doctor Who news beat. <laughs> <laughs> what are your top uh, three Austin Powers moments? Oh, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> Well, number you're really, one, you're asking a couple of questions there, really. Number one, when Fat Bastard gets the homing device shoved up his arse. <laughs> oh yeah, one. Um, Frisky are we? <laughs> Don't you dare enjoy it. <laughs> um, number two, uh, when uh, he gets the new time machine to go to the seventies to meet mm. Beyonce, and the car uh, starts bouncing like a. Lowrider, mm-hmm. uh, uh, hydraulic, mm-hmm. and um, the, th- the, th- the uh, number three, it would have to be in Goldmember when he lifts both his legs up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we all <laughs> laughed at that, didn't we? We all enjoyed that, didn't That's we? That's two from Goldmember, the <laughs> shit one. <laughs> <laughs> Aust- Aust- 
it's not. It's got problems, but I'll I'll be making a video about that in the future. On before I clicked the episode, Amazon Prime did say this is a science fiction drama, exciting and serious show. <laughs> thanks for the warning yep well like one one thing that was nice when i got started that was a pleasant surprise um and it's kind of on why i would rewatch this because i think i might keep the dvd is it's got a really relaxing soundscape this whole episode like it does the sound of the seaside and that like constant gregorian chant monk music yes. in the distance i was just i was i had to rewind a few times because i did start kind of going but not 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 like in a boring way just to kind of i'm just very relaxed yeah i mean this being hung nice. over and being like ah, yeah. this is... i'm just being i'm just being so but like there wasn't too much um what you call it it was all diegetic it was all music that all the other characters could hear as well mm-hmm. and there wasn't that much stuff interfering and that stayed pretty consistent and i thought that was I would stick it on in the background again just to have that soundscape. It was nice. I do. I do love that about Sixties uh, Doctor Who specifically because it has a lot of like. Um, it seems like, especially sci-fi kind of sound design at that point in time, was really kind of mad. Could be quite psychedelic, experimental, but like you said, quite relaxing at the same time. It's all very soft and analog, and um, yeah. And very nice, and that's generally how, like the the the, the black and white ones as well, just have a, a softness to them that's just, uh, like, I feel like black and white Doctor Who does outdoors. In the studio, better than color does, because obviously you can hide a lot more. But something that I really loved that it was like a sort of weird, rear projection thing they were doing on the sky. I I took a note of the sky. The I I loved that. Like yeah. the fake sky that, in a sort of an arc, yeah, it's just such a unique look, and uh, really nice. I, I I have to tell you what my very first note on episode one was. Okay, which was the, the very first thing that happens in the episode. First thing, uh, assistant. They're talking about assistants who have left because mm-hmm. they've yeah. they're gone. They've had enough. They want to go home, and uh, I just immediately felt we're in familiar territory here <laughs> like the very first thing assistant's like that's enough we don't though. like Doctor Who like, <laughs> the, first, the first thing that happens with it is it starts she comes in and Doctor's like listen come on over I want to talk to you about something and what he means by that is he's going to sit down in his chair and she's going to kneel beside him <laughs> yeah. like the power play <laughs> You don't have a chair, but come I'm on sorry, over here. There's only there's only one chair in the TARDIS, so could we not have done this over at the console where we were? <laughs> I no, sat no. down first, so you'll have to kneel this time. You'll simply but have to kneel. You've got a young person's knees. <laughs> um, you know what was 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 fun about seeing it in the cinema actually is like seeing it with a packed out audience was that it got a lot of laughs in the right mm. places like everybody had exactly the same sense of humour about it but what was also really weird, I'll just mention this briefly but what was also really weird about it being in the cinema is obviously the technology was never meant to be on a gigantic screen so you could see each individual line of resolution oh very well <laughs> like wow. blasted up into this massive <laughs> cinema screen I did really like how snippy the doctor was that's in my notes here I was, it was much snippier than I'm used to and I like that 
mm-hmm. but I like he was also a bit of a man of action when they weren't sure what was coming through the ta- the TARDIS door. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, he, does he take Steven. his jacket off? He takes he his jacket off, like he, jacket, he's going to. She has up. her shoe ready. Yeah, and it and really was like, was like, "There's a burglar in the house. And <laughs> we're, we're just unprepared." Not this fucking fun. alien cyborg killing machine. He's just going <laughs> to throw his jacket on. Other, other than that, really, I've got uh, <laughs> a whole little note. Was William Hartnell died in 1975? Good on him. <laughs> <laughs> I've got here space helmet for a cow. Got a proper laugh because of how annoyed he was. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's a funny line, but he doesn't deliver it like a joke. Mm-hmm. It's like he delivers it like a real prick. <laughs> like we hate you, Stephen. You're an idiot. What yep. do you think it is? A space helmet for a cow? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, just like the total arsiness combined with the fact that it's you know that's a good joke really made me laugh caught me off guard <laughs> I think that there's a lot in it that again like and I'll talk about this in the second episode a lot more but it speaks to the uh, ability of people back then because there was shit all else to sit and watch whatever they were shown yeah um, and that I mean that like things like you know obviously the monk and I've written in my notes here that fucking monk um <laughs> alternate title for the episode <laughs> like he captures the doctor and that's how the episode ends yeah but there's this really long protracted shot of the doctor looking raging that he's been caught because oh, obviously yeah. they have to wait for the credits to go over it and all that <laughs> and it was like but it lasts for ages it's like that uh, that total jobs advert on YouTube <laughs> <laughs> that's like granny I got the job and then just stares at the camera for like 30 seconds <laughs> Yeah, like it just there's so much of it. It's just like I just love the idea that he, he's captured the doctor, and the monk's laughing away, and the doctor's going, "Oh, you, oh, oh, oh." There is, there is, there is something like genuinely. I think it, it's. I don't know if it's just really um, condescending to say it, but like there's something that takes me by surprise when one of those old episodes gets me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, see when the, ch- the the monk chanting does the slow down thing, you're like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he has like, because he has that little change in moment. It's like, right, what's going on here? But I, I also love how that you could, it's it's all going on inside his head. He doesn't kind of he's not verbalizing it all the time. Mm. And um, and then when he finds the record player, he just has a wee laugh. He's like, that's good. Yeah, this yeah. is good. <laughs> it's like he's the audience going. Oh shit! This is good, isn't it? <laughs> we give people in the past, especially on like a black and white thing, such little respect in that regard. Like if you something, you go, "Oh, that was actually quite funny." You go, oh, "That's actually, oh, you know what? That was actually, <laughs> was actually pretty funny." <laughs> Another thing I liked was the doctor realizing that the they've landed at a time where a battle is about to happen, mm. and uh, he's like. Oh, brilliant! Because once Stephen sees a Viking bloodbath, <laughs> then he'll believe that the TARDIS is a time machine. Then I'll win. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I care whether he knows. <laughs> so this is brilliant. We're going to be here while all those people are being hacked up, and then Stephen will be like, "I have to give it to you." <laughs> then we'll fucking. I was I was reading a bit. I was reading. I was reading on the wiki. 
that apparently the bit when he starts talking about the William the Conqueror, I think it's the bit when he's like, it's very, very interesting, very, very interesting. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that apparently he ad-libbed a bit of that and mm. that apparently the, 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 the production staff had to be kind of just grateful that he managed to get all those lines out because it was quite a lot for him to... I don't know if you've noticed, I don't, I don't know how, many, how often he does it in the Time Meddler, but William Hartnell gets his lines wrong a lot. <laughs> like he's always calling characters by the wrong names, like getting the names slightly wrong. It sort of becomes a character quirk. But he is, you can see he, he stumbles over the lines quite a lot. But because the it way they film, it becomes a character quirk on the wiki. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But because where like, it all has to be explained for people watching at home, furious, <laughs> absolutely furious. Because they were just battering through the filming, like they had, like I think they filmed. Uh, they would film them in like a day or something. <laughs> so they just had to be like, right, that's 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 fine. Let's move on. I mean, presumably because they thought like we're just going to tape over this in a couple of weeks anyway. Um, so it's probably fine. But um, yeah, I quite enjoy that as a as a character quirk. Stephen jumps out of the bushes to assault a stranger, and uh, he gets a well deserved thump for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, very, he very in- good. he initiates that fight mm-hmm. and then gets hit <laughs> over yep. the head and it goes down thing. immediately it's very good where he's just like uh, no I'll go and get them hey you get back here big chase <laughs> then he gets his head kicked in <laughs> like brilliant <laughs> good good comes back a bit so um, let's jump on to episode 2 the doctor's been captured put in a prison cell and we won't see him for the whole episode because uh, the actor's on holiday <laughs> right, hell. but what we do see, Richie, uh-huh. is a lot of egg grease. I was gonna say, let's talk about the uh, egg grease for a few minutes. Egg grease, it, Sean? the breakfast, the lovely breakfast at the start. Oh, Richie, you saw this three times. <laughs> <laughs> it opens like... with the monk making a lovely breakfast. Oh yeah, like, and um. He puts the sausages on the pan, puts the eggs in the pan, and then gets the whole pan and pours the remaining grease all over the plate. Like, like all a big the sauce. pan oh, grease. God, yeah, that's there is there, there's some proper old man shit, isn't there? Is it episode two where he has the fucking snuff as well on the? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually I I got on my phone and just because while watching this, I did eventually have a thought like, well, what's the deal with snuff? <laughs> I just like I went on a Wikipedia that. like. Yeah rabbit hole while the episode was playing I was just on my phone looking up snuff yeah. so I had a friend who snuff? was into it like reasonably into it so I'd only see him every so often and any time like you want to try some snuff and I'd be like once I kind of figured out what it was I was like oh, what is that it's like was it in the was it in the little like tiny tea bags no he had a little tin of it that was loose oh yeah and you just like put it pinch it between your fingers and sniff it now, give it a good snort it, it was rubbish. I was going to say, snuff, <laughs> it was either terrible or it ended up being really fucking bad for you. I mean, that must be the only two reasons Aye. it doesn't... I, I, I don't think it's great for you, no. Imagine every time those old men sneezed. Oh, oh that was also... <laughs> when you blew your nose, you always got these kind of big black... Was it tobacco? Fuck knows, man. Like, is it, <laughs> is, it, is it relaxing or is it stimulating? Is it like having a big... Coffee. <laughs> well, from understanding, is it's just like I was asking him what it's meant to do, and he's like, "It's just nice." 
It was like I mean, a, a cigarette up your nose would wake you up, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I never saw the appeal of it. You know, I'm more of an egg grease man. More of a guy. Um, but but do picture me being quite on over and I hadn't, I hadn't had much to eat already, so that really made me hungry. And the egg grease looked great. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really raging at. Um, at Doctor Who and he threw the breakfast back in his face I was on the monk's side from the start yeah. of the episode because I was like you made a nice breakfast I don't care I know you're in prison yeah. but it's, you, like- it's not often that your captor will make you a nice breakfast no especially on a tree and everything. like the episode starts with him catching the toast as it pops out of the toaster oh yeah and I was like, you never see toaster gags these days. <laughs> like, the, the, ah, you never get that. You never get the toast popping out into the air and someone grabbing it. Like, you never see that anymore. But when I was young, oh, <laughs> toaster gags, the end day out. But thick, the fickle public these days would laugh at, at toaster when you go on When you'd go on um, Instagram reels uh, when you were young, it would just be toast. Guy, toast. Yeah, mostly toast gags. Yeah. Remember toast. Vine? Just toast, 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 toast. toast popping up, popping up. <laughs> to base boosted toast gags. Yeah. <laughs> now, Richie, I, I've got a production related question for you. Okay. So, um, the meddling monk, he's enjoying, he's putting cigarettes up his nose on the hillside. <laughs> he takes out his uh, spyglass, he looks out to sea, and uh, he sees a, a Viking ship. Mm-hmm. And uh, later, uh, Vikings are walking up the hill. No shot of the Vikings getting off that ship. <laughs> <laughs> Was that now, a, a production I, snafu? No, I, know, we just I see the, the hate hook, to... The hook I mean, I don't want to be the Stephen in the room and uh, <laughs> cast doubt over the uh, good people at Doctor Who Productions. Was the shot of the Viking ship at sea perhaps sourced from elsewhere? Oh, <laughs> yes. I mean... <laughs> There's, there's I was a, just as soon as I saw that shot of like the the beautiful boat out yeah. at sea, and then the shot of the people rowing. It's like, oh wow! I'm looking I, forward to the shot of them getting off that boat. I, <laughs> I've just remembered. Sorry, yeah, wasn't there, isn't there fucking loads of people on that? Yeah, they, and none of those incredibly <laughs> conspicuous characters that land on the island can be seen on that quite open. <laughs> they were obviously um, below deck getting ready yeah. and they were like right we'll jump off here you go further down the coast so, I remember I was actually watching uh, episode 2 with Sean and when that shot of the Viking ship showed up Sean said oh a second TARDIS <laughs> yeah. um, the, so I, when, I, I, when I watched it I did think when I watched it I thought Christ I wonder what film that's from Um <laughs> But not enough to look at. It's on the DVD. Oh, so it's new, it's it's newsreel footage ah. of a recreation. It's people doing a recreation of a Viking longboat. So oh, the, so that's not the, from. So not it's not back from, from back film. then. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so a recreation. The, I mean, what I mean is, is like they did it at like a you know the yeah historical recreations, and the news just went out and filmed it, and that's what they the made it up. from. But like. Focus. When they were doing the the restoration, debunked. When they were doing the restoration for the DVD, they still had the thirty five the thirty five millimeter print of uh, the newsreel. Glad so they were able to sort of. So it doesn't know. turn out like the fucking X Files Blu rays when Mulder looks over at some hills. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you can see fucking tracking. <laughs> <laughs> 
dear me. No. What's funny is that they they had to they had to smudge the footage up just to fit it with the rest of the. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. Bit, of, bit of egg grease. Bit of egg grease. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, ends lying around. Yeah. So I mean, if if you're interested, if you're interested, this episode. Let's move on. This yeah. episode, these stories were found. Drop it. These episodes were found in a. Uh, well, actually, it didn't. It didn't say. It, sorry, it doesn't say where they were. It just says they were found in Nigeria in nineteen. I was, I was going to. I was literally going to say like that. News real footage was probably found in some Nigerian TV station. No, 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 no. The episode they had the fo- they had the footage back home. <laughs> they had the news reel back home. The episode was found in Nigeria in nineteen eighty five. Yeah, you wouldn't tape over something that's important as news footage. <laughs> I love the idea of the only thing they have is they've got the reels for the shot of the Viking ship. And you think, do you reckon we could put this out on a fucking Blu-ray? <laughs> if, like, if we just remaster this one shot, will they buy it? And uh, Richie, as a man who's uh, now bought what four or five copies of this <laughs> would you have bought it on yeah, that probably, alone probably yeah but worse yeah. yeah put on a new special feature yeah right let's see what's this uh... I do have on mind to say I'm reminded as we spoke about in episode one I'm still kind of blown away by it like you can have an entire it must have lasted a good minute of that like 25 minutes mm-hmm. was watching the monk delivering breakfast to the doctor like not making the breakfast, literally lifting it out and waiting Walking outside the, the door, and I'm like, you could never do that now. Like in terms of like just literally just watching a man walk up a corridor with a tray, put it out, put it put it down, knock on the all, all that stuff. You'd be like, all in one shot, no cuts. Beautiful because again Cinema. they had nothing else. <laughs> it was so funny. It's so like, so if you don't like it. Go outside, <laughs> yeah. Play See with the ball, sure thing. <laughs> when what we are you were... gonna do? Catch a cold? At the end of <laughs> at the end of the screen, and they had a Q and A with Peter Purvis, who uh, had a few things to say that were yeah, he he was fine. It was it was perfectly nice, but there was a few times that it bordered on partridge. There was some mild. I don't want to be mean, but. There was a couple of times, <laughs> but one of, the, one of the things he said is, is he was saying that like, you know, television's easy now. <laughs> he says directors directors like, back I'm in the day. Someone didn't walk out. <laughs> no, directors back then they had a room and they had to make the whole thing happen in one room, and the challenges they had they faced. And nowadays, is that you you stop short of saying they do it all on computers now. <laughs> Today they have two rooms. <laughs> two big rooms. I suppose my point with that really is it was still, for me, interesting and captivating as much as Doctor Who can be. Uh, just doing that, I was quite happy sitting watching that. I wasn't bored, but it just struck that me was that... the stuff for me, all that. Yeah, it was like nice and calm and just, you know, low low stakes, it felt like. Yeah, once you settle into the patience of it, you're kind of... You know, you're either going to be bored, or you're either go- you're going to acclimatize to it pretty quickly and just be. This is. You're nice. either going to be bored or a, a bit tired. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sorry, not to get another unnecessary dig in, but like it's all easy now, mate. You put in a bit from the news. <laughs> <laughs> 
couldn't be bothered your ass getting an actual long shit. He based that is just gone YouTube to MP3 on Google. Just take that in. No rubbish, rubbish. No more so than your theory. So what happens next? The Vikings show up and they they're like, right, we've got to be quiet. Just keep a low profile, um, so they can do a bit of investigating as to what's going on, and then immediately that they don't do any of that. Which I, which I'm assuming is a comment on what the Vikings were like. I don't know. I, I do have it in my notes. I'd, I'd hate to be killed by a Viking. Yeah. <laughs> Not interested. Any? But, yeah, I think like the the stuff that was going on around that. Like, I really did enjoy. Like, and obviously we had the stuff before in the first episode, but the kind of subtle mystery building. You know, we're in ten sixty six. The monks built. You know, he's got a tea set and a toaster, and you know, yeah. and now he's got like binoculars, and he's using those. And you're like, what's this guy up to? Mm. What is this monk up to? He must also have. There must be some time traveling element. To this guy, um, but then the kind of that's kind of scuppered a bit by the Viking showing up and they batter some guy's wife, and then Poor Edith. Yeah, but the thing I liked about that that whole setup was the, when her husband comes back and he finds his wife's been battered, and his pal's like, "Told you, mate, didn't I? <laughs> didn't I tell you to be careful? <laughs> Told you to be careful. Like, read the room." <laughs> yeah, someone's just found their wife battered, and you're like, "Ah, I told you, mate." <laughs> Look, do you, do you not maybe have? Do you have something to say to me? Hell, man, you. <laughs> do you maybe have something you want to say to me? The monk stuff is, yeah, the monk stuff is kind of it is quite good because it's like I, I because annoyingly going into that episode for me, I knew who the meddling monk was, and it's just one of those fucking sort of characters of Doctor Who so it's annoying going in but you try and sort of notice it from the point of view of mm. someone watching it for the first time because he's is... not he's not like doing it like looking over his shoulder looking all around taking the binoculars out and getting a wee peek through them and putting them away mm. he's doing it also matter of factly like this is just my stuff and I use it been whenever doing this for ages. Yeah, yeah I've been doing this for ages like I can look through these binoculars anytime I like he's very uh, good as well I really like mm. I really enjoyed. I don't know if it's in that episode, but it's when, uh, whenever people come to visit the monk for oh, yeah. guidance, or they kind of want to come in, I love stepping forward, to, like towards the camera, so his face is on screen, but he's facing away from them, and he's doing all the expressions like, <laughs> "Am I getting away with it? Am I getting, am I really getting away with this?" As I tell these lies, <laughs> oh. I think your friend was here earlier, <laughs> but uh, he left uh, 20 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, he turns around again. But I, I really love any of that, because just having the other characters small in the background looking at one another, like, but it wouldn't be like him to take... Oh, 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm the meddling well, this, monk. I'm the meddling isn't monk. this episode? It is this episode where we see the plan. Just uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my plan. <laughs> yes, <laughs> by the monk. The, the, me- the meddling monk makes his plans like Dougal. <laughs> <laughs> but I love how the very bottom point is meet King Harold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like 
but like because that because eventually he explains why he wants to do that but it does sound like he just wanted to because like, that would be good if I met him there's a bit of that just gotta see him doesn't further his plan or anything that's the goal is to, you know. yeah. I do feel that when you see the plan it's similar to the King's Demons that we watched where mm-hmm. you're like so what if that happens <laughs> well you know it'd be it'd be terrible wouldn't it I know they do have that they have that I think it's in episode 4 where they have that little moment it's like oh the history books will change and our memories will change it oh. is what, what, what's great about the plan is that he pulls it down and, and crosses a thing off it mm-hmm. and there's like six things on there and they're things that are so they're such massive steps they'd have to be like months apart it's like you know get back in time right cool <laughs> like he needs to remember like go back like have I done right I've gotten back in time put up the big gun right. buy first press share vinyls <laughs> rubbing his but hands like, I imagine him pulling it down <laughs> every day and like going through with his finger each one all the ones he's crossed I was like yeah dude that okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah I'm done I think I'm up to date now oh it just it may, I mean obviously that goes without saying that looks like living in the past was terrible yeah if you, you had know. a frying pan though you make breakfast it's true I mean oh if you had the the, the technology of the meddling monk maybe <laughs> I, I want to mention when he says no more monkery mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. which feels like a, a good play on monkey business mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. being a monk mm-hmm. I have to agree <laughs> I have no choice but to agree just, just to bring us back on track there and that's yeah, yeah. shortly before the reveal of uh, a the, uh, TARDIS a TARDIS yeah, yep. TARDIS. Now, can you imagine being a a kid and that happened? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, sorry, I answered too quickly. Not. <laughs> well, can you, you, be, you imagine to... being a kid and you find a TARDIS? You know, you've watched. You watched like. You'll be glad to know that I did have no idea going in that there That's was good. any kind of is. I mean, I assume this is the master. No, 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 no. Is it not? I, no. I was waiting on that happening by the no. time we got to the last episode. I thought this was like the first... I mean, yeah. it's kind like, of a similar idea, but it's not... Uh, the master wasn't created until, like, John Pertwee. Ooh, I, so... I was very much waiting on that. I was saying to, to Lindsay, watch this by episode four, that'll be the master. <laughs> because I get caught out so much in the King's Demons, and it's so I feel daft what thinking about it now because it was so fucking obvious. But yeah, like so this will be it. Be Have you seen? There's an amazing comic strip, and it's the Master wearing like a, a big red nose, a fake mustache, and a pair of glasses, um, and it's him meeting the Fifth Doctor, and he says, "Hello, I'm Professor Masterson." <laughs> and then there's a pause Mr. in the middle panel pause in the middle panel and then it's the next panel is like the fifth doctor going pleased to meet you <laughs> yeah that's how I felt I was in that King's Demons everyone's like did you not notice that he's, he looked weird that he looked just like he was obviously had loads of prosthetics and makeup on I didn't <laughs> you were just watching old telly and you thought there must have been that's nice they gave that guy a role on TV considering <laughs> Does does it feel strange for you, Richie, watching a scene 
where the doctor is telling the meddling monk, you can't, you can't mess around <laughs> with <laughs> the things that happen in time and history. You can't do that. Does that feel a bit rich? <laughs> well, there's, a, there's the, I mean, obviously there's a few things, because obviously with hindsight, there's a couple of things that you're just like, eh. but like, obviously the, not obviously, not obvious to you, but the second doctor and his last story gets pulled back to his home planet. At this point, it's still not named. And he gets put on trial for interfering. And then he gets forced to regenerate. And that, and he gets, and that's how he ends up exiled on Earth. Right. As John Pertwee. Uh, so obviously, when the first Doctor's seen it, maybe it's early days, but he's definitely been running about doing plenty. Um, mm. But I guess the whole thing with the monk is that he's trying to make big changes rather than... But yeah, you're right, it is a bit rich. <laughs> That's all we wanted to hear. Thank you. And before you, you know, get get something to say to us? Because Fire in the TARDIS is where three ends, the third episode ends yes. there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The big twist is like, he's got a TARDIS. Well, before we get started on episode four, we need to take a little break. Okay. And play a little game. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Nice. Everybody wake up. We're going to play a little game called Who Am I Thinking Of? <laughs> All right. Music. Got some crazy music. Uh-huh. Yep. Doctor Who. Hey. Oh, no. This one's never going to come out now. So, uh, I'm going to, uh, in each round, I'm going to name three options. And okay. uh, I want you to buzz in and tell me who I'm thinking of okay. uh, and there's a few ground rules um, you must let me read every option before you buzz in and you can buzz in by saying your name okay um, and there'll be three options okay you ready okay. for okay. Ready Sean for I'm ready okay. mm-hmm. who am I thinking of is it A the monk B the assistant character C Doctor Who okay Gavin go on Oh, <laughs> you're, thinking, you're thinking about the monk. No, I'm afraid it's not the monk. Uh, Owen. Owen. Uh, the assistant. I'm afraid, honest, not the assistant character. Richie. Richie. You are thinking about Doctor Who. That is correct, Richie. Well done. Nice. Well done. Well done. I that's, was, that's I was closer than Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> good game. Well that done, Richie. We can move on to uh, episode four. Well, be- before we go on to episode four, things mm-hmm. that I really, really liked about episode three that I've got still in my notes, uh, the idea of the doctor threatening to beat up the monk with a stick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holding it to him like it's a gun. Yeah. And the monk <laughs> being like, I'm easily 30 years younger than you. <laughs> We're so close, you couldn't use that as a weapon. Yeah, he's still like, he, oh, did I read that right? Was he prodding it into his back and being like, this is a gun? Yeah, gun. he's like, I've got a... I can't remember what gun he says, but he's like, I've got a shotgun in your spine. He does say spine. That Actually, that was oh, kind of yeah. quite visceral when he said that. Yeah. But it, it just this right through your spine. It made me think how good it would be to have been a corrupt monk back then. Yeah. Got the run of the place, mate. All that Absolute wine. run of the place. All that well, wine. Imagine when you were one of the Buckfast monks. Oh, don't. <laughs> 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 Please don't suggest that any of the Bookfast monks would ever be corrupt. No, no, definitely not. Uh, 
also have uh, just at the end of my notes it says the monk has a TARDIS this is the most exciting thing to ever happen to me <laughs> <laughs> well again of course at that point the whole po- I wrote whole... I wrote TARDIS with four, four exclamation, exclamation marks as wow. you can see here I um, did also have CAD vial written down <laughs> As in a, a vile... Right, okay, I've got it. You know, like CAD file, the yeah. monk, but he's vile. <laughs> Funnily enough, CAD file ended up being the master. Well, there we go. It all comes crashing around, around our ears, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this point, the, like, the whole point of the character of the Doctor is that he's mysterious. You don't know what he is, who he is, where he's from. Yeah, Gavin. Stuff. Yeah, sorry. So when you see another <laughs> another TARDIS, you just you'd be like, "What?" No, absolutely. Back yeah. again, something that had never been introduced before. You had no concept there could be other TARDI. Also, it's a shame a- that some people would miss the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when kids get it. <laughs> Episode four. Episode four. <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> Richie, I have a question. Yeah, go for it. Um, <clears throat> were the credits redone for the DVDs? Um, yes, I think so. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know about the ones that are mixed with the the picture. But yeah. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of stabilization that went on and things like that as well. Like there's. There's if if you're in any way interested, there's like a few comparisons on the the DVD with because <laughs> because so basically when they when they finished filming an episode, right? When they had the tape, they had the episode on tape, right? And then what they did is that they placed a film camera in front of a monitor. They played the videotape, filmed the monitor with the camera, and then sent the film reels overseas for syndication right oh Jesus you can't see what's going on here sorry keep going sorry. So, when, sorry. so when they so when annoyingly this is exactly the kind of thing I am interested in but yeah. Gavin okay. was being very funny on the video sorry everybody nice. Please, please continue, and I will. Uh, I'll stand stop. No, still. no more monkery. So, Gavin. because the tapes were very expensive, they played the tapes on a monitor. They filmed it with I don't know if it was, I think it was a sixty millimeter camera. Created film prints of them, and then sent those prints overseas. And a lot of the episodes that we got back were filmed off the television. And so, what? Because vid, old video back then is all like. It's different from film, basically. It's quite the technology is quite different, so you get quite a different picture. So the pictures are wobbly and thingy, and so uh, the Doctor Who restoration team, who are seem to be sort of technical geniuses with this stuff, because they invented most of this stuff. They created a process in which film could be tr- could be converted back into video, and you don't really appreciate how much how well the process works until you see. A comparison of the two, but anyway, so that's what. So it's got changed back to its original. Uh, the stuff that honestly, some of this. I mean, it's it's interesting to me because I'm 
that sort of person but some of the stuff that the the um, restoration team have done is just insane it's like magic uh, anyway so yeah there was, a, there was there was a lot of wobbliness and and that's why you see you know lots of, like the, the blu-ray that's coming out from what i've seen on the cinema screen is even better so yeah. I, 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 I genuinely like my friend of mine um is into like he's rest, restoring like old uh, like kids TV shows, things like Captain Pugwash, etc. Things that were filmed, all right, like okay. stop motion stuff, and the painstaking amount of work that goes into frame by frame, going in and cleaning up things, and like it's yeah. an unreal amount of work. And I can only imagine the, the stress of doing that with yeah. so many eyes on it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, because they're, they're they're you're talking about like every so every, so uh, there's about a hundred missing episodes. But every episode exists as an audio recording, and those audio recordings were made generally sometimes, but like from different methods. But sometimes it's literally just holding a tape recorder up to the speaker, and it's like so they now have an audio archive of all of it just because of these people doing that. And so what they then do is they just collect all these bits and sort of put them together. There's bits, there's bits of Doctor Who that are literally just someone filming their television with a Cine Eight camera. Oh, wow. I like didn't know the, there was that many episodes missing as well. I thought, like, if you're mad. to ask me, like, how many episodes were missing, I'd be like, I don't know, eight, no, a hundred. Shanks, <laughs> like, because um, the 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 lot of opportunities for animators, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyway, that was that's the little, do you actually do you know the most amazing thing. Sorry, I'll just say about the restoration team is that they did. Um, they wanted a lot of the John Pertwee stories when they got them back were in black and white, so they had to recolor them, which is why things like Inferno looked the way it did and all that. Um, but somebody, somebody watch one of the members of the team watching the black and white print noticed that the information for the colors was still in the picture, so they're able to look at the way the dots were lined up in the picture and then be like that's that colour, that's that colour. Oh, that's And then they cool. wrote software that ran through it and then it sort of restored about, it restored something like 40, maybe half the colour and then they sort of electronically colourised the rest of it. But it's, that's amazing though. Mental. It's like, it's, honestly, it's like magic. So, so is this, the uh, is the Meddling Monk, the recent one, is that a restoration or is it, have the original film reel that they've just... What, the one, the, the one that's coming out in the Blu-ray? Yeah, that's. I mean, they're still coming. They're still working from the same source. So it's those. They would have got those old prints, scanned them in, cleaned them up. They call it the vidfire process, where they turn it back into videotape, and then they would have a. So, but it's not like a true film no. source. There's probably none of those left. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because that, like I said, the original sources were tapes, and the tapes were too expensive to keep. If only we had a real time machine. Mm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame you can't just crash an out on that. <laughs> Doctor, Doctor. I'm just picturing the monks, the monks' mad list of stuff, and the last one is just like watch episodes of Doctor Who. <laughs> Enjoy Doctor Who. Sam <laughs> a bitch. It's a TARDIS! The monk's got a TARDIS! Episode 4 
is called Checkmate. Mm-hmm. Um, my first note here is, why is the monk letting the doctor push him around? Shouldn't he just stave his head in? <laughs> <laughs> Every time something, any time there's an interaction between the two, why doesn't the monk simply kill the doctor? <laughs> <laughs> He's willing to create this situation where people are butchered. <laughs> like I suppose, the monk. I mean, to give if, if, to give you an actual answer, I feel like it's because the monk's quite Weasley and won't won't do anything like that himself. He'd maybe do it if his back was turned, mm. but he wouldn't. It's good luck catching the doctor with his back turned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, they just have a load of regenerations on his hands, like hack, <laughs> hack, <laughs> hack. Oh, jeez. Oh God, it's. It's this, it's this guy in a leather jacket now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Eventually, like he has him enough that he regenerates as like a guy tough enough to like grab the axe. I was going to say, what do you think you're doing, asshole? <laughs> <laughs> Question about the doctor himself in this: Does this doctor have fangs? <laughs> I was That's very that. interested was in his teeth. Yeah. Fangs. Very he, interested. Very interesting teeth. It's like oh. he does, it feels like he's got little fangs. He's like Dracula old, might. He's just got old man teeth, doesn't he? It's yeah. very good though. Imagine them being sunk into someone's tender flesh. Yeah. I don't think canonically the doctor has fangs, no. Okay. Could be a Gallifreyan thing. You know, three hearts, two fangs. <laughs> This so, one had a lot of um, a lot of fights, a lot of group fights, a mm-hmm. lot of one-on-one fights. Good stage fighting. Wasn't quite the Northman, but <laughs> still pretty good. Did you notice there's a, a gap? There's a bit missing. Oh, in the episode. So do you know when oh, the monks context. got the 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 Vikings? What do you mean episode them? two where they forgot to put Doctor Who in it? No. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the monks got the Vikings, and he's like. There's a well over there, go and hide over there. And then he buggers off in the other direction. And he comes back, there's no well here. And then the gang sort of surround them. And then it just fades out. Um, There's 12 seconds missing where they get sort of thrown down to the ground and stabbed to death. Oh. (laughs) Poor Sven and Bjorn. (laughs) I thought that uh, was just for the fact that that's not something you would show. I know, I know. No, the um, uh, yeah, they get through, yeah. Basically, so in the notes, I think it's uh, what I think they have sacks of hay or something that they use as the close-ups, and they just run a knife into it. Oh wow! Um, they faded out, Gavin, because back then they used to actually just kill people. <laughs> <laughs> it was cheaper than hay back then. Yeah. But what was it? What was? <laughs> what, what was fun is that they've. In the the one I went to see in the cinema that's coming out in the Blu-ray in a few weeks, um, somebody's recreated it. Oh. Except they didn't recreate it with the the they done their own version of stabbing men, um, and then they just killed they, a guy. They filmed they filmed it in four K and then wow. dirtied the footage right down so that it sort of sits oh. in amongst it. Oh, I think cool. they used the original audio. Um, but yeah, real so death. Because basically, <laughs> they would have sent it overseas, and someone who would have watched it and went. No, cut that out. That's too yeah. much. Um, there was a couple of shots of whenever, you know, they'd be standing around chatting, going, oh, those Vikings are going to show up pretty soon. And, like, 
you can tell they're they're just standing next to them in a rush <laughs> because there's not a lot of room to run in. Yeah. So like the street, the shouting for the invading group doesn't fade in. It's just oh, yeah. sudden. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and there was something about it that really looked like kind of a crystal maze. <laughs> like, <laughs> da, 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 and they just walk in. It is wonderful, isn't it? Knowing that the show has cultivated such a f- passionate fan base that they'll go above and beyond in ways that you would never even imagine. Like, what other fan base would make a snuff film just to replace <laughs> 12 seconds of lost footage? <laughs> that funny. is not necessary for <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> what, what, what was so funny about the Peter Purvis Q&A is he did say... say to, I wish I remember exactly what he said, but he said something along the lines of it. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's very impressive, but it, it wasn't necessary. <laughs> Amen. No need. No need. You should get him on this. <laughs> oh, he was brilliant. Did anyone notice Stephen's trousers in this episode? No. No. Stephen's trousers have pockets on the front that are made like pockets you'd get on the arse of trousers. <laughs> Oh really? Right. Like the perfect U shape. Yeah, mm. like that. And they've got the fold over bit and the little button. But the, yeah. it looks like he's wearing trousers back to front, sort of. It thing. looks like he's basically wearing his trousers back to front. But just in this episode, I, 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 I did, I'll be honest. I didn't go back to check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of the fashions, I did like everybody getting a cloak. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's got a cloak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why are you getting a cloak? I want a cloak. The right. costume department knew what they were doing. We've got a tall order here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to need every cloak you've got. Tell EastEnders to no. fuck off. <laughs> no cloaks this week. Tell them, tell uh, the Jack the Ripper story. They're not going to have their cloaks. <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> <laughs> no cloaks. Everybody's going to know who he is. <laughs> It must have been weird seeing EastEnders without cloaks. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Doctor basically condemns uh, another time traveller to live in 1066. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of his method, though? I think it's great. Just leaving him a letter? I don't know about that, actually. It was Is this where that comes... Like, when people get confused about calling him Doctor Who, does that come from him signing... Because he signs the letter from Doctor Who on the envelope. Yeah, does he? It's like, yeah, it says yeah. Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Yeah. I don't even want to bring that, that up because well. I was like, I Holy knew it was shit. just a thing that people get uh, confused about. But yes, yeah, signed Doctor Who. <laughs> that's... that's. <laughs> I'll have to go back. I didn't even, even realise. Holy shit. So he signs it. Yeah, it's not meant to be his name. I mean, there's yep. a couple. Yeah, it just says there's the a monk, couple, Doctor there's Who. There's a couple of times, obviously, in the show's history that it will come up. But yeah, I have it here. I wrote down. Did you notice the letter to the monk was signed Doctor Who? They probably wouldn't do that now. <laughs> well, you don't. Huh? Huh? What's he done? <sighs> He's taken my dimensional control. He's ruined my time machine. I- I'm marooned. Marooned. Ten sixty-six. Yeah. The other thing they wouldn't. So it's the show's fault. The 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 monk uses the word marooned. I'm marooned. 
You never hear Maroon these days. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> well, it's a nautical show. You know. Yeah. <laughs> sea-based, yeah. It's so sea-based. They've, ru- they've ruined my uh, boat, so now I'm marooned. <laughs> Honestly, um, I thought that was fucked up. What are you doing to that man? <laughs> it is a bit... I do, I do love the little TARDIS. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Like Fuck that really was like big smile on my face. Like that is so good, and I love that it got to be a reveal. Like we know that he's doing the thing; he's pulling out the part. Yeah, but he doesn't actually say because he's just like you know stand back, you know, and he pulls out the block, and he's yeah. like, <laughs> "Well, that ought to do it." And you just assume like, "Oh, well, he's pulled out the engine block." Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, you know he's taking the battery out of the. The TARDIS. So then, when you get to see the like, and it's like, ah, great. <laughs> there was a the wire. Of, it's I've such cut a the wire that keeps it from being mad small. It's such a <laughs> it's such a simple visual effect as well, but it's so effective and yeah. very good. But yeah, there's some very. I guess it sort of plays into that kind of impish nature of the character again as well. No, I think the end enough. It really reminded me of things like you know, like in the Twilight Zone, the old like the old Twilight Zone mm-hmm. and things like that. Like with the Burgess Meredith episode, you know, like you, that bleakness of the, you know, the guy who always wanted to spend time reading, and then the world blows up, and he's left with all his books, and then his, the, his he's glasses break, his glasses and, like, break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like, but it's that same kind of melancholy ending to it, where you're like, you kind of, you don't deserve this fate. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, when he. The, when Doctor Who leaves on the letter, uh, it's like I'll come back and get you when you've had enough time to think about it. And you're like, mm-hmm. I wonder if he ever did. Do you think the monk ever, the meddling monk ever, came back? The monk does come back uh, the following year, but unfortunately, the episodes are missing. I think. Oh, he comes back for the Dalek Master Plan. He's in a couple of episodes or an episode. I've never, I've never seen the Dalek Master Plan because it doesn't. Exist. Fucking hell! We didn't mention the Doctor drinking mead. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm liking it. Is that a? Is the doctor having a little drink? Is oh, that always, a rarity? He's always, he's always having a, especially that. He's always having a wee drink. Eh? Okay. <laughs> little right. Santa Claus. <laughs> have, little I told, have I told you about the the um, one of the episodes where they get to the end of it and just off? I don't know if it's off script, but he turns just turns to the camera. They all have it because it's the episode's going out at Christmas. They just have a bit at the end. We're like, let's have a drink, and then he turns around to the camera and he's like, and says, "Merry Christmas to everyone at home." Oh, <laughs> that's nice. It's just Is like old telly. Yeah, <laughs> bring that back. Yeah. And if anyone complains, say, "Ah, fucking cheer up, will you?" Aye. It's fucking Christmas. <laughs> Tell us the the BBC released a statement. It's fucking Christmas. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> it's fucking it never, made up. He's in a fucking box. <laughs> he goes We're, to space in a box. Shut up. We put this on so you can have a drink and your kids can fucking sit there and watch it. <laughs> you shouldn't be watching it. And just be like, oh, oh, did it? No, no, we're taking we're taking the complaint seriously. We've heard that you didn't like it, so uh, we're not making any more. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you, are you happy? Right. You happy? That's, no more uh, Doctor Who because you don't like it. Oh, what are you going to complain about now, you little? It would be funny, wouldn't it? If they just turned around and went, well, look, if you still like it, we're going to stop (laughs) making it. No, Denny, no. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) 
so that, that I mean that is as much as anyone could talk about the meddling monks' <laughs> adventures. I, feel. I think so. Yeah. But I do have um, a question for you. Okay. Oh. Would you like a little bit of fun? Oh, absolutely. Please. Okay, because I know this has been a real pill. It feels like Christmas now. Yep. How exciting. Um, I've created Christmas? a game. You can choose, Richie, it's your show. You get to choose the name of the game. Okay. Now, the, my game is called either Gallifrey for Pay or Gallifrey Your Cards Right. Well, let's go Richie, for please. <laughs> um, Gallifrey f- your cards, right? <laughs> this is Gallifrey for your cards, right? <laughs> Over the 30 year history of Doctor Who, many actors have graced that coveted role of the Doctor. Dozens, if you want to be that way about it. And that's the good thing about doing something for the Doctor Who community. You know people want to be like that about it. But (laughs) what about when the spotlight fades and the Doctor is replayed by another actor? Do the previous participants fade into obscurity? Of course not. They head to Cameo. Cameo (laughs) is a website where you can have celebrities record you a special message for a fee, of course. Whether you'd like to have one of the past Doctors wish your cousin a happy birthday or indeed say, ooh-ah, up the ra, Cameo (laughs) has you covered. So I'm going to give you the names of folks who have appeared in Doctor Who, who are available on Cameo, not just Doctors, because I quickly realised a lot of them are either dead or wouldn't be seen dead on Cameo. <laughs> okay. I'll start you off with an actor and their price per video, then it's up to you to tell me whether the next one I reveal charges more, less, or the same as the previous one. This is good. This is good. Absolutely okay. excellent this stuff really here, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll start you off with an actor and their price. Uh, Terry Molly, known for his stints as Dalek Overlord Stavros. Malloy. He he charges £59 okay. for a cameo. You can get to say whatever you I like. I can't believe I allowed myself to correct you, even <laughs> though I know your bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's Stavros. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so he's £59. Mm-hmm. Daphne Ashbrook, who played companion Grace to the Eighth Doctor. Oh. Now, does she charge more, less, or the same as £59? This is Owen. Oh, this is good. Do we yeah. each? In fact, yeah, we'll get, I'll, I'll bring up a thing and I'll get I'll get your scores. So yeah, everyone can can guess. Um, well, Owen's gonna say more, more. Okay. Uh, I, I I mean I would say that I wouldn't pay more for Daphne Ashbrook, but I'm gonna say she has more. And Sean, I'm gonna say uh, less just to get the point. <laughs> well, Sean, you did exactly that because she charges only forty pounds. Wow! See, that's right. Grace herself, you could get a message from Grace for forty pounds. <laughs> Next up, Gareth David Lloyd, who played Yanto Jones in Torchwood. Mm-hmm. Does Yanto charge more, less, or the same as forty pounds? I'm going to go more, more, more. Oh, it's like uh, jump for my love. <laughs> <laughs> Can you edit that together? Um, you all get a point there. He charges a mere two pounds more at forty-two pounds. Oh. I'm going to take one point each. Forty-two pounds. <laughs> Next up, Sylvester McCoy. Ooh, the big guns. Does Sylvester McCoy charge more, less, or the same as forty-two pounds? More. I, I'm going to say Sylvester McCoy is up at like seventy or seventy-five or something. Mm. So I'm going to say more. Okay. 
More. You all get another point. He charges £109 minimum. £109? Oh, fuck off. For a cameo from... <laughs> I mean, that is perfectly reasonable. Thank you, Sebastian. <laughs> Thank you for your service. <laughs> Next up, Colin Baker. Does Colin Baker charge more or less or the same as £109? Less. I feel like if Colin Baker knew that Sylvester McCoy was getting more than him, though, I'm going to say less. I'm going to say less. I'm going to say less. Less, less, less. I'm afraid he charges the same as Sylvester same. McCoy, £109. Oh, I, I, knew it, I knew it. I should have. Dirty bastard. I and you knew get nothing I for a pair. <laughs> Not in this game. See, Sylvester has the, uh, the Hobbit edge to mm. him. Mm. Well, that's what I thought, but then... Yeah. He's got the, the hobbit, hobbit edge to him, doesn't he? I'm just thinking of <laughs> the edge. <laughs> next up, the edge. Um, next up, Ross Mullen, who portrayed the silence. <laughs> Does he charge more or less than £109 per less. <laughs> Way less. So much less. He's got to be the least out of all of them. I'm going to say less and also point out that every time I look at Cameo... <laughs> He is. I see that every time, yeah. and I every time I think, who? who's asking? If you're listening, Ross Mullen, no offense, but you get it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, please write in. He's a, like when when your when your pals are like, "We'll get my Doctor Who cameo," and they jump on, they're like, I'll "Get him twenty nine quid." <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. Okay, yeah, we haven't revealed yet, so we've all said less. Yeah. Less, less, less. It is less. Ross Mullen charges £29, as I've just said. That's a bit much. Um, <laughs> it's a bit much. Next up, Billy Piper. That's right, Rose uh, Tyler herself. Is Billy Piper on cameo? She is. Um, <laughs> wait, is, is she just going to be more or less than... The silence boy. Yeah, she's going to be more You've or less. Lost more. Richie's full attention for the rest of the show. <laughs> I'm sorry, I mentioned the uh, Billy Piper. Uh, more, more. Sean, I'm just trying to read you the same. <laughs> I'm afraid it's it's not the same. It's more. <laughs> Billy Piper, charge, Billy Piper charges £210 for a cameo. Well, that's the same. <laughs> and finally, as a grim finale. £210 to get yes. a video from Billy Piper. But she'll say who up the rat. She has to. She has to. She's legally bound. Last why, do you, why do you think she charges so much money? Because she wants to. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Last one. One John Barrowman. Still has the fucking brass neck to be on. <laughs> I fucking hate John Barrowman, man. Now, does he charge I... more or less than Billy Piper? Oh, oh God, less. God. At two hundred and ten pounds, even with his ego, less. Oh, oh, I, mm, this truly could go either way. 
What if I, I mean, because if I open up Cameo now and saw John Berman, five hundred pounds, would I be surprised, or would I just just go? Yeah, that's, that's why. That's that's our John. <laughs> uh, I think it is more. I think it's more. <laughs> I can really see it. I'm gonna say more, hoping that I'm wrong. Uh, that means that Richie is our winner, as John Barrowman oh. only charges only charges one hundred and sixty eight pounds for cameo. Oh, so he's more than Sylvester McCoy. More than Sylvester McCoy, he's the second highest uh, the, the, on the list. Right, the brass neck on him. I love that. I like sorry, that and nobody the, does a like you know. Oh, and uh, you know, sorry, no offense, John Barrowman. It's like, <laughs> yeah, off, yeah. Man. but your man who was the silence. You're all right, man. Like honestly, yeah. <laughs> as far as we know. <laughs> true, true enough, true enough. He might have been, uh, uh, like, they might have been a gruesome twosome. The two. Well, the, the guy, would you call your man that plays Mickey Smith? Oh, no, Clark. He's still on cameo, and he's a bad bastard. So, oh dear, you know, how much is he? He wasn't that much. He was like in the sixties. Oh, okay. Does the silence guy wear his mask? Well, I'd like to think it's at least in the background. <laughs> maybe, he gets, you know. maybe he's got like a customised Instagram filter <laughs> he, just, he just puts on the filter then says fuck all <laughs> <laughs> points at you <laughs> but, um, but thank you all for playing my game Gavin thank you so much that was a wonderful game it was very good, that was a really good game thank you I um, would hate to have to try and follow that everybody <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> Because it's time for Owen's quiz. Wow. Got good names for our game. Hey, shut the fuck okay. up. <laughs> okay, I've 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 opened up the sheet. Everybody shut the fuck up, it's time for my game. In episode three we saw the meddling monk using a humble big pen. A rare sight in 1066 and no mistake. If you've ever written yourself a note to remind you when to leave out the bins or a passive-aggressive reminder to your workmates that pubes belong in the bathroom sink, not the communal kitchen sink, then the chances are you've used a big pen too. But how much do you know about the big pen? It's time to play True or False with a Hoovian twist. I'm going to read out some statements relating to big pens, and you're going to tell me if they're Truvian <laughs> or false with a Dalek voice. <laughs> <laughs> question one. Well, it's not a question, it's a statement. <laughs> the big ballpoint pen was invented by Frenchman Marcel Bich in 1950 and he dropped the H to discourage people from referring to them as the bitch pen <laughs> Richie that's Truvian he's right wow oh, that's on. a good I should, one I it's like a <laughs> you don't have a pen I want a pen, pen. <laughs> I've got my my big pen here hang on I will it's so easily done it's a good God, idea imagine what school part. would have been like Exactly. It's like those that office supplies Rapesco. Yeah. And everyone says Rapesco. You're like, can I do that? No. Richie has a point. Uh, two. A big ballpoint pen can be used in an emergency to keep a patient breathing with a makeshift tracheostomy. 
Gavin. Oh, Gavin. One hundred percent Truvian. Gavin, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> false with the Dalek voice. Uh, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's pretty much false. <laughs> it, it's Done. one of those things. They'll go uh, under such incredibly impossible circumstances. Maybe, sort of, but no, no, how you many, can't actually do it. So, so how there's many a chance. Horrible accidents have there been in the world? It's like I've seen this in a that. film. Watch this. Boish. <laughs> okay. If you say boish as you put it in, <laughs> <laughs> did he say boish? He did, and it's still. Oh. <laughs> the big ballpoint pen is the world's best-selling pen with the hundred billionth sold in 2006. Sean. Sean? False with the Dalek voice. Sean, I'm sorry, but it's Truvian. <laughs> I mean... Uh, fuck! Next. <laughs> in 2006, I saw the headline informing me that Bic had sold their 100 billionth pen. <laughs> I then relayed this information to a friend via text message who simply replied, So... <laughs> which I had no answer for, leaving me feeling awkward and a little upset. True or false? Richie, that's Truvian. No, it's false, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Since 1968, each Bic pen lid has a hole at the end of it, allowing leaking pens to stain pockets they are hidden in. This was a way to prevent spies from concealing pens on their person they may be using to take notes with. Right, right. Mm. Uh, Gavin. Gavin? That's false in a Dalek voice. Gavin, you are correct. That yes. little oh, hole at the top of a pen lid is a choking prevention thing. Mm. It's for tracheotomies. You... Mm. Oh, for people who put it in their mouth? For, oh, yeah, wow. if you swallow it, it'll be, yeah. it won't block your throat up so much. But it also does mean that a leaking pen... We'll stain you. Rough with the smooth, isn't it? We all know and love the fat blue four-in-one clicky Bic pen today, first introduced yeah. in 1969. But originally, it only became a hit because of an unexpected demographic. Women with long nails who would use the chubby pen as a finger with which to use rotary phones. Ooh, Richie. Ah, oh, damn, I forgot my name. Truvian. I'm afraid it's false with a Dalek voice, but <laughs> what a good lie. That yeah, a that's good a line. very good lie. Yeah, very well done. Next, the ballpoint itself <laughs> was <laughs> made... <laughs> Richard Pease. Sorry. We've got another 25 of these. <laughs> the ballpoint itself was made from stainless steel until 1961. It was then changed to tungsten carbide, which is made from fusing carbon and tungsten together at a heat of a whopping 2,000 degrees Celsius. This chemical compound is almost as hard as a diamond. Gavin. Mm. Gavin? It's Truvian. It is Truvian. <laughs> Oof. Um... Now, Gavin's won, but do you still want the tiebreaker? Yeah. 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 The standard Whoever Bic... gets this wins. <laughs> Whoever gets this wins, yeah. I agree, I agree. Uh, 
The standard Bic pen comes in four colours. Blue, black, green and red. But which is the most popular colour in the United Kingdom? I'm going to get everybody's answer. Blue. Richie's going with blue. Blue. Sean's going blue. I have to take the... I have to say black just in case. There's a lot riding on this. Gavin's saying black. It's the black pen. Gavin romps home. Uh, thank you all for playing my great big pen great quiz. That game. was, t- that was that a ties in game. to uh, Doctor good. Who very well, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep that, was, that was an excellent game. Thank you for bringing it. I had a bit where I was going to read some letters from what was pissing Doctor Who fans off when Sean was born. Oh yeah! Oh, cool. Uh, so I looked up because I had I've, I looked up the issue of Doctor Who magazine from when uh, closest to when Sean was born, and, which was um, issue one nine seven. Um, and when I, I when when was I born? Um, February. <laughs> I've forgotten already. February ninety three. Yeah. Ah, the Battle of Hastings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. This letter is from Ian Scales uh, from Sittingburn in Kent. Uh, so at this point in time, oh, so at this point in time, Doctor Who's off the television, right? Uh, it's not been on TV for four years. Um, it is also the thirtieth anniversary year, uh, and at this point, Doctor Who is continuing in a series of novels being published by Virgin. Better days, huh? Yeah. The Doctor Who, the, the new adventures. I feel like so Virgin anyway. really got it, you know. Uh, so Ian has a bit of a problem I am relieved to see that it isn't just me who is concerned about the continuing trends in the New Adventures series of books both TK Howe's letter and DWM 194 Gary Russell's review of Transit DWM 195 mentions areas of the books which trouble me if the insertion of swear words violence and sex is some attempt to make stories more adult then I suggest the words childish and puerile spring more readily to mind. Also, the recurring ludicrous New Age themes of patterns and priests losing their faith almost makes one wonder if Virgin have recruited all these writers from some occult New Age group. Why do all these books contain such similar philosophies? Off the Shell, DWM195 states that some people may see transit as the last straw. To be frank, I think we're seeing the end of the real Doctor, who we once loved to see, hear, and read about. <laughs> Sobering stuff. That sounds great. <laughs> um, Sobering stuff. You know, I can't genuinely have too much of a... I can't look down my nose too much at these people, because looking back, I had a, a letter printed in Spawn oh yeah Image Comics Spawn where I told them that if they didn't get Spawn back to its roots they <laughs> may be losing a reader I once wrote to Doctor Who magazine <laughs> to say why, why why, isn't this encouraging people to go to mass more <laughs> why, why, are, why are people swearing I mean it is did you just say he doesn't like patterns just <laughs> <laughs> I think we had enough patterns, thank you. Um, 
It's but it's kind of it's nice to hear that stuff because the way this kind of thing is framed online now makes it feel like this is all kind of new and everyone's getting more mm. miserable and negative and like you know ah uh, you know why can't you know we used to just enjoy this stuff but just. Yeah. These reminders that people were absolutely like writing in to say, "Well, that's that's Doctor Who's finished." That's, yeah, I mean, the ones it is finished. finished. <laughs> These are the ones and you're reading about it in books, mate. It's finished. <laughs> it's done. And if you're compa- and to think that it's already you know gone, and what what they're left with is like, look, if you really love Doctor Who, there's going to be this little thing here for you to keep you going and like to write in is like no I'm afraid I'm afraid that's just not cricket <laughs> it's just <laughs> <laughs> I've got another one here uh, this is one this one's upset about something else entirely <clears throat> so this one's from Derek well now right okay it says Derek and Claire Chedsey from Bristol Chedsey now, I don't know if it is going to be is it really the two of them anyway as usual Doctor Who fans are not satisfied I for one am fed up with the complaints about UK Gold and BBC Video I have never seen any William Hartnell stories so I think UK Gold is brilliant for me these are new Doctor Who adventures the UK Gold logo is tiny and while there are adverts and the end credits are shrunk at least the story is complete we should be grateful for any Doctor Who. Some so-called fans only want New Who and nothing else will do. Yes, it would be great, but unless we support UK Gold, the BBC Two repeats and BBC Video, we will end up with no Doctor Who at all. Why can't fans write letters of support instead of complaining about everything the BBC do? So at the same time, <laughs> it's also a shame to hear from these people who are like, Get down on your knees. <laughs> Lap, you should be lapping the piss off the boots of the beef for even granting you the. <laughs> does not, does the, the Doctor Who magazine reply to these letters? Yeah, some, like... Sometimes some of them have responses, but the two that I've read don't. <laughs> <laughs> They've oh, written loads of really good Make lyrics. Make what you will. In there by accident. <laughs> New who and nothing else will do who. <laughs> well, I say boo who. <laughs> I love that that's written by Derek and Claire. The two of them sat down together. Yep. <laughs> so Derek was definitely saying, "Do you mind if I put your name in this? Because I, I want this to be from both of us." Uh, I, I don't uh, mind, but uh, or, do you or, have to? <laughs> or Derek was dictating. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that they used the the Bic four color pen <laughs> and say like so the blue parts are from Claire. I mean, it's a I great thought. I've, I've only just copped that I've written a lot of the notes for today on the same sheet as just a lot of work stuff. And if someone <laughs> ever discovers this diary, it's um, episode two stitch doesn't have finished audio. Um, we'll look at next week, Wednesday three p.m. Uh, call with such and such. Who am I thinking of? The monk, the assistant character, <laughs> Doctor Who. New Who and nothing else will do Who. <laughs> Director, two board artists, four weeks. 
<laughs> That's uh, what Doctor Who does to you, man. Okay, well, let's bring it to a close. Did you enjoy the time meddler? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I did. It, it, it won me over by the end, and I was yeah, I, I did enjoy it. It was a good. I don't. It's not like the kind of Tom Baker episodes where I thought. I'll watch more of that. I don't feel that with right. this Doctor, but I did enjoy it. Okay. I also enjoyed it. Um, it was great to see, like, true classic old original Who, and to see that it was already like this. Yeah. And, um, no, I like, it's just got that thing that seems to happen with Alder Who where it does have a great setup and I, I love the conclusion but there's undeniably a bit of faffing about it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh like all the times that the plot was moving forward I uh, I really liked. And there was there was lots to enjoy, especially the meddling monk, his performance was enjoyable the whole time. I mean I don't think there's anyone else in it who I would have enjoyed watching just sit on a cliffside and have a shove stuff up his nose and <laughs> yeah. not really do Make a, a bit lot. Of breakfast. Oh, I also I, I didn't mention when it happened, but I really like when they everyone decides to storm the the church mm-hmm. and he just stands behind the, the door, door. <laughs> as they all run in and it's like this is a Monty Python joke <laughs> that they're just trying to sell as something that's happening in a drama <laughs> so he's outwitted them <laughs> they're all just going to run in in a perfect row and he's just going to slip out <laughs> but yeah the, like the meddling monk himself was great uh, the like episode one all the the creepy stuff like with the the chanting slowing mm. down and uh, the doctor going to investigate there was lots of great stuff it was great when, when the doctor wasn't fucking off on holiday <laughs> and leaving them fucking spinning plates for 40 minutes yeah. but other than that yeah it's a thumbs up for the meddling monk cool John I liked it as well I had good good mood peace just felt nice to be in that just uh, environment and just the soundscape was really nice and relaxing. I should probably watch it when I'm a bit more awake and not just as a like Doctor Who to chill and study to kind of thing. <laughs> my favorite, but, uh, t- my favorite time to watch that type of Doctor Who is in the winter, really yeah. early in the morning before anyone else has woken up with a cup of tea yeah. in your dressing gown just like yeah. this is good <laughs> and there's I no one that's... around to say what's this <laughs> why well, isn't I anything do... happening <laughs> I was only a bit annoyed because I was like uh, I was hung over and I was quite hungry and I didn't have much in the fridge so I was a bit grumpy about that but right. if I if I, someday I'll get up really early after <laughs> a night out and I'll have a make a big breakfast and I'll watch oh, episode yeah. 2 get the egg grease on and I'll feel great oh. cool Imagine uh, that dude's going. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do the grease thing over the, and you go, and then you you sit down with it, and you go, oh, no, it's ruined. <laughs> I've ruined my breakfast. I'm watch this now. <laughs> Thank you all once again for coming on. I honestly can't believe you put up with my bullshit. Why don't you all tell me what you do? 
uh, so people can go and find you. There, uh, the, in, in the room with me now are three incredibly talented people with each of their own amazing thing to show off. So why don't you each tell me what they are? Owen. Uh... Sean. Owen. <laughs> It's the randomizer. Is that order? Owen, Sean, Owen. Owen, Sean, Gab, Owen, Sean, <laughs> Gab, Gab, Owen, Sean. I make a YouTube series called The Infinite Review. It's comedic reviews of everything in the universe, and it's fun and good. Check it out. Gavin? Uh, I create a, a YouTube channel called Transformers Reviews Done Quick, which you can access through trdq.org, and they're very funny and quick, and they won't get in your, your hair. And Sean? Uh, I run an animation studio that um, makes fun cartoons and um, someday a show that Owen and I made together will come from it. So keep an eye out for that. It's called Studio Mala. M-E-A-L-A is the second word there. But go and look them up on Twitter and Instagram because they do lots of lovely shorts. Yeah. Short Sorry, yeah, I should have plugged myself better. Um, Watch yeah, my shorts. Studio Mala on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and there's little cartoons that are great, and loads of great animators worked on them, including me. Right, bye everyone. Bye, bye. Goodbye, I love everybody. you. I love you. Bye. I love who. Um, I love who. I love who. Go. Oh, Richie, can you end with that, please? Can that be your new oh, sign-off? Breakfast. Big breakfast. <laughs> mm. Egg grease, egg grease, egg grease. <laughs>